So next verse, please, Mary. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. Yeah, it's just laughing because it's not going to happen. Next verse, please. Then he shall speak to them in his wrath and distress them in his deeper displeasure. Amen. Then what will he say? Yet I have set my king on my holy hill of Zion. Exactly. Who is he talking about? Jesus. Exactly. So mine says, I have appointed my king over Zion, my holy mountain. So this anointed one, God appointed him as Mm -hmm. his king over all of Zion, over all of heaven. Remember all these rulers and authorities and all of them. They used to be a part of all that. They know that that is the highest place of authority, but they can't access that. God has appointed Jesus Christ to reign over that mountain. It's higher than any of them can even attain. So they are all underneath God and he's appointed an anointed one. So it was an appointment to have Jesus over all of that. Next verse, please. I will declare the decree the Lord has said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. So can you see this was something that was taking place? But at this point, Jesus Christ was the one here talking. Can you see the switch? The Lord said to me, I will declare the decree. Jesus is declaring the decree that God made concerning him. On this particular day, I have made you my son. And I'm going to be your father. Next verse, please. Ask of me and I'll give you the nations for your inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. So this is God telling Jesus now. God is telling the anointed one to ask of him and he will give him all this inheritance. He will give him all this dominion. I want us to have a clear understanding That when this day came, God made Jesus his son, made the anointed one, the Messiah, his son. And he said, today, I have begotten you. And then he gives him permission to ask whatever it is. He gave him this place for a reason. He made him his son for a reason. That reason was because through Jesus He could give Jesus an inheritance. Because if you don't have a son, who are you going to give your inheritance to? He needed a son to give him an inheritance. Who is that inheritance? You and I are all the inheritance that God wanted to pass over to his son. And so God, the anointed one, had to come and take in flesh In order to inherit all flesh as his brothers so that they can all pass through the redemptive blood of Jesus and now become sons of God. How can God have a son? He needed one in flesh, but one without sin, one who had nothing from the rulers, from the evil one. He was spotless. He was blameless. He needed God the Son to draw all of us in so that whenever he looks at us, he can look at us righteously through the eyes he sees Jesus. So whenever he sees you, he sees God the Son. So all this appointment, all this dominion, 
all of this was to give his son an inheritance. And that inheritance is you and I. And he was asking his son, ask of me. Do you want Sally? Do you want Solange? Do you want Marie? Do you want Brenda? Do you want Leticia? Do you want Linda? Do you want Cynthia? Do you want Nadia? Do you want, just call all your children. And Jesus was like, yep, yep, I want this one. He's like, I want all of them. So in the middle of all that challenge, that suffering, all those betrayal on earth, all the insults, all the attacks in the midst of all that is like, for this and that and that, this is worth it. So I want us to see that an agreement was made on our behalf. And Jesus Christ thought that it was a great deal for God to come into covenant so that he can have many brothers. Spotless, blameless, free from the oppression of the enemy. Seated in the same holy place, the same holy mountain, high above principalities and powers. Having a bond with them that is unbreakable. That's why before he was leaving in John, he prayed a prayer that we will be one with them as he and the father are one. Amen. Amen. Jesus wants us in a bond that the rulers and the principalities and powers don't want us to have because they recognize what power what authority we will have over them if only we understood that we are in a bond that is unbreakable, unshakable. Amen. And so God had to enter into this covenant with Jesus Christ. He said, okay, in order to get all of these children because they have fallen. You see, we made Adam in our image, but he has created a whole fallen group of people but I want them to be mine. How can they be mine? They have sold themselves over to the devil. The devil claims them because the soul, the one that sins shall die. It's a law. And we make choices daily towards the God we choose as father. Jesus would say, he would tell the Pharisees and the scribes, you're just like your father, the devil, the father of lies. You're just like him. So, Whoever we do these things, these sins, these sinful ways, the choices we make every day prove who our father is. So Jesus Christ had to be the one God would choose because he was just like the father. He would not compromise. No matter what these leaders were conspiring to make him break the bond with God, he did not give in. God just laughed at it because it was impossible for that bond to be broken. Jesus will not back out of his relationship with God the Father like Lucifer did. Lucifer yeah. wanted to be God and so he broke his bond with God. But God knew that Jesus Christ will follow through. He will not break his bond. And so he laughed at them and he was angry towards them. And even enforced it saying that, oh, you are thinking you will break this bond between me and this anointed one. Guess what? I'm going to have more sons that will torment you, that will place a yoke on you, that will bring terror upon you. You're going to see many more spirit beings oppress you, put you to shame. Your evil works in the earth will not triumph. Your evil works in the spirit realm will not triumph because 
I'm even going to have more children in a bond with me. And so your oppression will never end. This was way before Jesus Christ came. In the name of Jesus, I decree that and I come into agreement with your spirit to receive it because receiving it makes you see that Jesus had to take a lesser position to draw you in mm-hmm. because he saw you worth it. That's what the study is all about. Right. To make you see that it was a bond between God and the anointed one. Remember, Jesus is not supposed to be lesser than God. God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, God the Father are one. And in the beginning of creating, they created, remember, it was through Jesus that we were all created. All of creation was made. It was through the Word. So Jesus Christ was the Word that went forth and manifested everything and brought life to earth. So when they said, let us make man in our own image, they were doing all of this together. Philippians 2 from verse 6 to 11, he said, Jesus Christ, who being in the form of God, did not consider his robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has exalted, highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth. And of those underneath the earth. So there's beings in the heavens. There's beings on earth. There's beings underneath the earth. Mm -hmm. But Jesus Christ, because he was God and did not consider equality with God, even when he had to reduce himself to be a man, he didn't feel like he was being cheated out of his position. He humbled himself to take on the nature of fallen man. He went through death. He went through every horrible experience that any man could ever have just because he saw that we were worth it. And he is given a name. The name of Jesus. Everything trembles. Everything bows. Because he chose us. Because he accepted the deal that today I become your son, I will be birthed through a woman and I will be identified as the son of God. And that's why when he came to the earth, you see God would introduce him at the baptism. This is my Uh beloved son, hear him. Uh So it was a proclamation that God was making because Jesus Christ accepted. He Uh took this form. He made himself, he made himself of no reputation. It was a choice he made. Satan also had a choice. All spirit beings have a choice. The Benai Elohim, the sons of God in Genesis 6, they had a choice. They made a choice to come down to earth and sleep with women. Satan made a choice. He wanted to be God. And then he broke away and got other angelic beings to go with him. So I want you to see that Jesus made a choice 
being the son of God did not make him lesser, but taking on flesh and coming to die for us was him taking a lesser position. He made himself of no reputation because he was going to come and be like us and take all of us to be like him. And so he said, okay, this deal is good for me. God is like, ask of me. Do you think God was telling him, oh, do you want the gold in Lebanon? Do you want the oil? Do you, do you want the high-rise buildings in New York? That wasn't what it was about. Ask of me and I'll give you the nations. It was God telling Jesus that you are the one to do this for us. What do you need to redeem this people? I am so excited about my book. Spirit, spirit, spirit. God is amazing. I can go on and on and think about what the Lord has done so far. But, you know, I just wanted to get on here and thank you so much for all the, <laughs> the support. And thank you for all the feedback I've been getting. Thank you for purchasing this book and buying for loved ones. Some of you bought like seven copies. Some of you bought like five copies. I am so delighted. God wants us to not only stay on the outskirts and say, hey, come, come here, come here. He wants us in his kingdom realm with him. He wants to show us heaven. When Jesus Christ tore the veil, when he died and he took us into heaven, he seated us in heavenly places with God. So right now we are in that seated position. <laughs> it is just an endless life of growing our spirit man. So I found out that when Adam and God were interacting in the beginning, it was all about a spiritual interaction. So he made you and I to have a spiritual interaction consistently. What stopped that? What took us away from that? This is all and so much more you will encounter in Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. So I want you right now, I want to encourage you. Go for it. Go grab your copy. Please grab your copy. Tell me about it. Tell me what the Lord is already doing in your life. Tell me what the Lord is doing in the life of the loved one you will also buy the copy for. I encourage you to give the gift of the Spirit. <laughs>